0: We're back with our second podcast with Karen Fulton from South African law firm Bowman's. And today we're speaking about the end of employment.
1: Okay, so first question from us, Karen, is what protections against dismissal employees enjoy in South Africa that an organization employing people needs to be aware of?
2: So we do have an unfair dismissal jurisdiction um, in in the Labor Relations Act in, in legislation. And it is we have both an, uh, a concept of an unfair dismissal and also the, the concept of an automatically unfair dismissal. Um, the latter, ha- is, it's a bit of a misnomer in the name because it really, once again, it, it deals with discrimination. Um, an automatically unfair dismissal is a, is a discriminatory dismissal. There are a few other categories, but the main one is, is that it's discriminatory. Um, and you get a higher damages award in the automatically unfair dismissal versus uh, the damages in an unfair dismissal. Um, the, the other thing, the, impo- the other important thing I think that uh, multinationals ought to be aware of is that in a lot of jurisdictions, The unfair dismissal concept only applies to employees who have been employed for a particular time period or earned below a particular threshold. That is not the case in South Africa. It applies to all uh, employees, no matter how senior, no matter your length of employment.
1: That's really interesting. And does it apply from day one, even if there's a probationary
2: period in place? Yes, it does. Although if you're terminating for poor performance, it's it's got quite a low threshold in terms of the procedure that you're required to follow during the probationary period. Um, There's four grounds on which you can terminate fairly in our law. Poor performance, misconduct, ill health, or the operational requirements of the business, what you would refer to as a redundancy or a, or a retrenchment. Um, but uh, uh, I think our law is similar in the sense that it, a dismissal needs to be both substantively fair, which goes to the reason for the dismissal. You must have a sufficiently serious reason to warrant a dismissal. And then also, it must also be procedurally fair. So there's certain procedures that you're required to follow uh, depending on the reason for the termination.
1: That's uh, that's good to know. Um, and one thing that we find a lot in the UK is that um, because unfair dismissal compensation is capped at the lower of a year's salary or 90,000 pounds, it's very, very common for employees to then allege either that their um, termination was for a discriminatory reason or that it was because they were a whistleblower because those claims are uncapped. Do do you have similar sort of issues in South Africa?
2: We do have similar issues. Um, The one thing that I think is quite different is that we have a reinstatement you can get reinstated in South Africa and it's not like an academic award it really does happen that people get reinstated uh, retrospectively back to the date of their dismissal Um, and that is a the primary remedy in our law Uh, we seldom see it with very senior employees um, but and, and you will you will avoid the legislation provides that you will avoid a reinstatement order where you have substantive fairness in the dismissal. so where you have a good enough reason for the dismissal, you will avoid a reinstatement order. If your dismissal is substantively fair, so you have a proper reason, but you for fulfill of the procedural requirements, you will only only damages will be awarded or only compensation will be awarded and with the ordinary unfair dismissal it's up to a maximum of 12 months remuneration with an automatically unfair dismissal which would be the discrimination one it's not uncapped like in in the UK it's a maximum of 24 months remuneration but obviously the game changer is the reinstatement provision
0: Yeah, and reinstatement is is in theory an option here, but we, you know, it, it almost never, never happens, um, uh, which is why people tend to go for the kind of, they, we usually see discrimination or whistleblowing being included to kind of maximize the potential compensation.
2: Yeah, and but if, if, here we often see people asking for reinstatement, even if they don't really want to come back because it puts significant pressure on an employer to actually settle the matter beyond the limits of compensation that can be awarded
0: yeah that makes sense and so do you uh, presumably in those th- circumstances there is the well both the employee and the employer are presumably um, both wanted to try and settle and agree an exit because that that's that's primarily why reinstatement doesn't happen here that much is because it's difficult for all parties to see how. You can rebuild a relationship that's broken down so much that you've ended up in tribunal.
2: Um, yeah, no. It, as I say here, it, it particularly with lower level employees, reinstatement is a is a, is frequently awarded.
0: Yeah. And. Aside from the kind of that you obviously mentioned, the fair reasons for kind of terminating, um, can an employer terminate for cause in South Africa? So here we can we can terminate for gross misconduct, and that's a summary termination. Do you have a similar similar concept?
2: We do, but you have to first follow a process. You would have to um, the the labour relations act sets out that you must there there are a few things that you must do. You must give the employee an opportunity to state a case in response must give prior notice of the allegations, the employee is entitled to be represented by a fellow employee. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so you can, you, you, summary dismissal in our law is you dismiss without notice. And you're entitled to do that, provided of course it's, it's gross misconduct and um, provided you follow the, you follow a fair procedure. That makes sense.
0: Um, and in the UK, so separate to the unfair dismissal protection, an employer needs to comply with the contract of employment and terminating um, an employee's employment. So this usually requires notice to be given unless you're summarily dismissing. But the contract, the contract might give um, an employer the right to place the employee on garden leave or pay in lieu, lieu of notice. Is, is that something that you have in South Africa?
2: Yeah, very similar. Um the basic conditions of employment act allows the employer to decide whether the employee works the notice period or whether they pay in lieu of notice garden leave provisions would have to be in the contract um but it sounds very similar
1: and um in the uk there are certain groups of people who have special protection from dismissals, so trade union representatives or women on maternity leave or or groups like that. Uh, Are there similar concepts in South Africa?
2: Um, Not really. Um, The the, the two are the two exceptions that you mentioned actually. Um, So you, you can terminate a shop steward, you just have to give the union prior notice of proceedings being instituted or being commenced against the shop steward it's a it's a consult obligation and consult is inform and listen not uh, agree or you, you really just have to let the trade union know so you could proceed with a with discipline and dismiss It's just the prior notification provision that is legislated. Um, I mean, you wouldn't want to dismiss a woman on maternity leave because of potential allegations of discrimination, Uh, but we don't really have a a group of employees that, that enjoy special protection. It's not like there's a list somewhere that sets that out.
1: Yeah, OK. And um, I suppose a related related point may be in the UK, we don't commonly have, have works councils or, or employee representative bodies or certainly not formal ones. There are in some businesses more common in, in the sort of the rest of Europe, um, particularly continental Europe, to have sort of works councils or, or, or things like that that need to approve dismissals or even labour authorities that need to approve dismissals. Are there any sort of bodies like that in South Africa, sort of internal or external, that, that are relevant so when?
2: When, when the, uh, there were some, a whole lot of amendments to the Labour Relations Act um, around nine, nine, 1970. And um, there were provisions inserted that, um, that you could create a workplace forum which is really an in it's like a works council but it's so interesting i don't i think in my 30 years of practicing i've never heard of a single employer that has a works council and i think that it's really probably a historical anomaly because uh pre-Democratic South Africa, one of the places in which people of colour could exercise power was in the workplace. And so we still, in many respects, regrettably, have quite a positional um, adversarial relationship between companies and trade unions. We haven't quite got past that yet. So works councils, no, no, you don't have to... Um, I, I'm not aware of any. So, but even if you even if you did have, you wouldn't have to consult a works council before a dismissal. Um, the trade union, it's only the prior notification obligation that I mentioned. If you are uh, commencing discipline against a shop steward, other than that, no, nothing. Okay, that's that's helpful.
0: Um, And then just finally on this session. So um, what practical steps should employers think about when they're trying to resolve termination disputes in South Africa? For example, can you offer a severance package in return for the employee waiving their claims under a settlement agreement?
2: Look, in South Africa, that's it's very difficult just to go to an employee and say, I'm sorry, we're at the end of the road, we'll pay you some money, you must sign an agreement and go, because that in our law is an unfair dismissal. So it's quite a balancing act between, um, because obviously, particularly in relation to senior employees, exits are usually done by agreement, but employers need to make sure that they cover themselves legally, and also that they don't compromise their bargaining position. And so we often recommend a two-pronged approach where uh, the law, uh, where an employer commences a, a process under the law as required by the law, and then sort of simultaneously unrelated people that are not involved in that process, unrelated people Talk to the employee about the possibility of an agreed
0: exit. Perfect. Well, thank you for that. That's been that's been really interesting. And um, so that concludes our podcast covering the end of employment, and we'll be back um, in the next podcast covering other key employment law topics in South Africa.